Well, good morning, everybody, and uh, thank you for joining us in house, online, overseas, wherever you are on this um, very special tribute service for Pastor Helen Very. Just got this text come through from Joel Holm. Joel No, great friend of church and a of mine. Joining you online for Helen's tribute service. God is glorified and Helen and, and Helen is honored. Really well done. He says a few more things after that, but that's just an example of the body of Christ. People across New Zealand, overseas joining with us in grief, the, the amount of uh, texts, phone calls, flowers has really taken me by surprise. I've never seen so many flowers come to the church office, let alone for the family, but for the church as well. And people have joined with us in, their, in our grief. And I think um, people have realized how huge this is. I take comfort from Tim's words. He's probably said at least seven, eight, nine times about himself. He says, I will get through this. I will get through this. I will get through this. So why don't we pick up his words? (laughs) Why don't you say, I will get through this. Why don't we say we will get through this? Not because of our strength, but because of God's strength. God is with us. You know, how do you do a service like this? I'm not quite sure. But I know Tim would say, and I know Helen would say, this is a celebration of a life well lived. It doesn't mean you can't cry but you celebrate at the same time. Before I launch into my message today, I really want this for all of us and for me to be a day of decision. I want you to make some decisions today. In the light of what's happened, in the life that Helen lived, how are you going to live the rest of your days? I really want you to think about that because life is short. Father, we thank you for your presence here with us right now. We love you. We worship you. We thank you that you are forever with us. Would you help us to honor your servant, Pastor Alan Vary, in a way, Lord, that would please you and also honor her? Would you comfort us in our sorrow? Would you strengthen us? And Lord, would you give us a steely resolve that we will move forward to greater heights and to greater depths and to see greater fruitfulness through our lives than ever before. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I don't know if I've welcomed everybody. If I haven't welcomed everybody, Wherever you are in the building, I know there's other rooms out there where people are gathered as well and online. Um, Thank you. It's so good 
as we've dedicated this service, as you know, to honor Pastor Helen Very. Someone we loved and who touched our hearts. Helen was saved in this church 24 years ago. Couldn't quite work out who was doing the altar call. I was hoping it was me, but I'm not sure it was. I think it was somebody else. Um, it's on staff uh, here for 14 years. And uh, she worked mostly with uh, youth and young adults. In the last week, it's been incredible to see Helen being honored. I think we all knew how good Helen was, but I don't think we knew just how good she was and how many lives she impacted. I mean, thousands, we're told, came through in the last few days. And the last I saw on YouTube, there's uh, over 11,000 views. And that will keep climbing. Uh, incredible. I I've not seen this before. This woman touched so many lives, including yours, including mine. I was very, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm thankful to God that, you know, the Thursday before Helen passed, I was up at the office, Helen happened to be there, and I was able to have an hour with her in my office, and we just talked heart to heart, and I'll, I'll always remember that, and I, I thank God for it, that, um, because I'd been on holiday, and I wouldn't have seen her for probably six weeks, well, uh, would have been the last time I saw her, but I saw her this time, and I was so grateful for that. Helen was a huge part of this church. You know, her handprints everywhere. <clears throat> she would have loved the screen. She saw it a few times, but she would have, you know, th this was Helen, always looking ahead, always looking to the future. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, she was so good. We, we had her, as you know, on the platform so often. She never wanted to be on the platform. She always wanted to be in the background. <clears throat> There's some water around somewhere. <coughs> Excuse me. Thanks, thanks, Steve. Sad. <coughs> she um, led in prayer meetings. She just did so much. So it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be difficult without her. Always down in this front row here. Big smile on her face. And uh, yeah, but as Helen would say, and as Tim has said so many times, these are Tim's words, the show must go on. I thought, well, that's an interesting way of putting it, but um, so we pick up on those words. You know, the job is not yet done, so we're here to honor Helen, and we honor her by being here. That's what she would have wanted. She would have wanted us. Um, to keep going, so thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being online. Thank you for being in the other rooms as well. <clears throat> Some would say we've lost Helen. Yes and no. She's actually not lost, because <laughs> we know exactly where she is. She's just at a different address, and she decided to shift house without telling us. That wasn't very fair, I don't think. But she's no longer in Swanson. Uh, she's in some glorious mansion in heaven. So don't worry about Helen. She's fine. She's fine. She's probably dancing. They always said she loved to dance. So she's probably doing the dance of her life. But we are left. Pick up the pieces. 
one of the brothers said, she did a runner on us. And she did. But there we go. God's, God is God and we are not. So today we hold things in tension. We grieve, we celebrate. We cry, we laugh. You know, we, we, we sorrow and we sing. It kind of doesn't make sense, does it? Like, how do you cry and laugh at the same time? But it's the way it is. And I want you to know all of those responses are absolutely fine. Don't try and be anything that you're not. You know, some people might cry and cry and cry, <laughs> but like me, you may not. It, it doesn't matter. You do it in your own way, and that's what God would want. Helen was real, and she wants us to be real. She wants you to be real and me to be real as well. 1, Timothy, 1 Thessalonians 4.13, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. So the Bible doesn't say do not grieve. It just says don't grieve like those without hope. So ours is a grief mixed with hope. God never leaves you or me without hope. And hope is the thing that keeps us going. You know, that's a, that's a, probably the greatest source of strength that we have. They say people who have hope can almost endure anything. We have hope. We have solid hope, not a worldly hope that is, well, I hope so. No, no, we have hope. We know God is God. We know he is with us. We know where Helen is, and we, we know we're going to see her again. Come on, it's just a temporary parting. <laughs> you know, mm. my, my daughter, granddaughter, Emma, said something, and I thought, oh, my goodness, for an eight-year-old. She said to Adrian, she said, I won't say exactly what she said, but words to this effect, she said, Nana, you're going to see Helen a lot earlier than I will. <laughs> it's real, folks. It's real. She's in heaven. She's alive. She's well. She's dancing. She's celebrating. She's in a mansion. And I hate to say this. She wouldn't want to come back. It's just too good up there. And she knows God's got it all in hand. She knows God will look after Tim and all the rest. It's not going to be easy, but it's real where she is. So, you know, it's, it's, it's toughest, obviously, for Tim, the mum. Oh, my goodness. Tim, Helen's mum. And also the family and those of you who are closest to Helen. So I'm going to focus this message on words that I've repeatedly heard over the last week. I've, heard, I've never heard this word so much, and it's the word Legacy. The legacy that Helen leaves us. So I'm going to give you some teaching as well because I want us to utilize this moment. I'm going to utilize it, believe me. And I want you to utilize it as well because we're all going to leave a legacy that's going to affect future generations. Each of us are going to influence hundreds, thousands of people, your family, your friends, your neighbors, your work colleagues, your schoolmates, you know, people on your street, whoever they are, you're going to influence so, so many people and you will leave a legacy. We can, many, we can leave a legacy in so many areas, a financial legacy of being a good parent, being a good friend, being a good employee, being a good boss. So many areas we can leave a great legacy. But the greatest legacy that we can live, leave for the next generations is a life fully lived for God. 
A life fully lived for God. Isn't that what you want people to say when you pass on? And that's what they're saying about Helen. And I want to be able to say that about me. I want you to say that about yourself as well. So the best way we can honor Helen today, I think, as individuals and as a church, is to continue the legacy she leaves us. Here's a question I've asked myself, and I want you to ask yourself. If Helen could look you in the eye today, meet you at the door or somewhere, have a coffee with her, and share her parting words to you, what would she say? What would she say to you? You know what she was like, and I think many of us know what she would say. But why don't you think about it and write it down somewhere and let it motivate you moving forward uh, with your life. We have a brief window of time right now, as I've thought about this, to make some life-changing decisions while the impact of Helen's life is so fresh in our hearts. Time will pass. It's decision time. Now. For me. For all of us. To make some decisions that are going to move us forward in our walk with God. Going to move us forward in leaving a, a greater legacy than we may have otherwise left. So there's four areas, and you've heard so much of this, so I'll try not to overstate things, but... She leaves us a memorable legacy in at least four areas that I want us to pick up on as individuals, as a church. Helen loved people. People were her passion. She believed in people. My, she believed in people. I'd sit in her office so many times, and I'd ask her about this young person and that young person and another person. And her response was always, oh, man, they're just so amazing. They're fantastic. They're so gifted. They're so incredible. I'd say, Helen, they can't all be that good. But in her eyes, they were. She had this rare gift, a rare gift to believe in people, to love people and believe in people. I want to challenge you. Will you pick up that legacy? Will you decide today to love people more? to believe in people more? Is there someone you're struggling to believe in right now? Helen would say, come on, believe in them. They're better than you may think. The second legacy she leaves us is one of passionate prayer. Helen could pray, my, how she could pray. Sometimes she'd be up on this platform in a prayer meeting or leading a prayer meeting, she would pray and I'd think, oh my goodness. This girl is in touch with heaven. Passionate prayer. You know, after some of the prayer meetings that she led on a Thursday, whenever it might be, I'd go up to Helen, I'd say, Helen, you're so good, I'm going to roster you on more. She said, oh, no, no. <laughs> she, she didn't want to be rostered on anything. <laughs> she wanted to be in the background, but, but I, I'd say that to her because she just could pray. Friends, there's a, a mantle of prayer. Passionate prayer. And it included prayer for the next generation, but also she was passionate about prayer for revival in this nation. Passionate about it. So that, that legacy that she leaves, I'm asking the question, who's going to pick it up? Who's going to take that legacy and take it to another level? Would, would you? I don't know what legacies you want to pick up, but I want you to pick up some. 
Because this is how we're going to honour Helen. This is how I'm going to honour Helen. She's going to motivate me for sure. Helen had a massive heart for the next generation. That's the third area, youth and young adults. She poured her life into them. She really did. And I believe she had a dream to see a double portion, anointed, revival, praying generation that would take the high schools, the universities, and carry the flame of revival across New Zealand and beyond. And I believe that it's been in my heart that there's going to come a irresistible call of the Holy Spirit upon many young people, maybe even some older people. They're going to pick up that call to invest in the next generation and to see a revival generation, praying generation, double portion generation that's going to take the flame of God into the schools, the universities, and across this nation. Helen's no longer here, friends, to carry that vision on. But there are people in Church Unlimited and other churches that will pick up what has been left. It's a mantle, it's an anointing to be picked up by different people, not just by one or two, I believe by many. And we will see the fulfillment of that dream that Helen carried so strongly in her heart. Helen was passionate about church. Church Unlimited, she loved. She loved being in church, she loved God's house. She died, friends, in God's house. Doing what she loved to do, I can't speak for Helen, but I'd imagine it's almost the way she would have it. Serving God to her last breath. Wow, that's amazing. She would encourage all of us, I know. <laughs> Come on, love God's house. <laughs> Serve in God's house. Be in God's house. But most of all, Helen loved God. She really did. He was first in her life, and she had this strong, close walk with, her, with God. And uh, I think that's a legacy she leaves us, of a person who loved God passionately. She was a Martha. She was a Martha, working hard for God, and a Mary, sitting at the feet of Jesus at the same time. She was both. She and Why don't we pick that up as well? Come on, let's be Marthas and let's be Marys. <laughs> let's sit at the feet of Jesus, but let's also serve God passionately and diligently. God has given me a verse to encourage us all today, and Adrian, God's given Adrian the same verse at all as well about Helen's passing. John 12, 24. Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain, much fruit. You know, specific seeds have fallen now into the ground which are gonna bear tremendous fruit as a result of Helen's passing from us. And these specific seeds are this, that are, it's, a, it's a passion for people, that's a seed that's gone into the ground. It's a love for God, for prayer, for revival, to see people saved, to invest in the next generation. These seeds, I believe, each one of those are gonna bear fruit that will amaze us and surprise us. Helen was fruitful in, 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 in life, but I believe she's going to be infinitely more fruitful in death. You know, I'm believing that um, her, her, we're going to see the seeds of this life and all that's been gone into ground. We're going to see it multiplied over and over again many, many times. And I'm believing that scores of Helens are going to rise. 
We've lost one Helen, but I'm looking forward to scores of them, 20, 30, 50, maybe 100, God willing, that will pick up what was left behind. Friends, a seed can't go into the ground like this. And it's almost like, well, what a waste. No, no, no. This seed, mark my words, will bear fruit that will leave us astounded. It will leave us amazed. will leave us in shock because that's how God works. Jesus was the ultimate seed that went into the ground and died, age of 33. But look at the fruit that's come as a result of that one life that was sacrificed. The way the kingdom of God works is so odd, so unusual, we can't understand it, but we can see the results of it. And we're going to see so much fruit coming forth And I'm praying that this next generation will have a greater anointing than even Helen had herself. You know, the Sunday night after Helen passed away, I was in in sleeping that night and I was dreaming. I don't think it was a dream from God necessarily, but I was dreaming about the events that took place. But I know one thing that was from God. As I was dreaming, there was a song in my spirit. I was thinking about this girl dying and I was, this is a song in my spirit. I had to get up in the morning, go to my Spotify and try and find out what the song was. Do you know what the song was? Song that we know well. It's a song that's called Lord Send Revival. Lord, send it now. A move of your spirit, heaven break out. Come now in power, cover this land. This was Helen's dream revival in the land. And when we see revival, which we will, I will remember the seed that went into the ground. And, I'm not, and as, as we see revival, it will just be such a reminder of what took place last Sunday for us. And we'll see so many people come to know Jesus as a result of this. When Jesus died on the cross, the devil thought it was a, he'd won a great victory. The truth is he'd God had just won a great victory and the enemy was defeated. Helen's passing is no victory for the enemy, friends. Don't ever think that he's won the day, not at all, because we're going to see him defeated over and over and over again. God wins, we win, and the devil loses every time. We're on the winning team. My faith is not shaken, not in the slightest. I've never been more confident than I am now that we're going to see the fruitfulness, the outbreak of God, and move forward in the blessing of God from heaven in remarkable ways. It's deeper now. It's suddenly gone deeper, this confidence, this assurance. So please... Join with me, and we're in for some wonderful days ahead of us. So how do we process? I just want to give you a few thoughts. I've got another 10 minutes or so. How do we process through this tragic loss? We hear a lot about how to steward your time, how to steward relationships, money, gifts. We hear very little about how to steward grief and loss. But we need to know how to steward Grief, tragedy, what we're facing today. Because the consequences of how we handle it and steward this is so important. Because we can come out of this bitter, angry, unforgiving, losing our way in God. 
or we can come out of this stronger, with greater faith, closer to God, more determined to live for him than ever. We can go one of two ways, and I'm, I'm trusting that everybody a part of this is going to go the right way. We're going to come out of this better, stronger, closer to God, and closer to one another. But we must steward this well. We must know how to steward it. And I want to give you a <clears throat> few thoughts on this. As I do this, please make a decision. As I'm talking, I'm, this is decision time. Make a decision right now that you're going to use this situation to propel you forward, not backwards. You're going to go deeper in God, not away from God. You're going to serve God more, not less. less. You're going to pray more, not less. This is decision time. First thing we've got to do is we need to grieve and mourn. Because when we allow ourselves to mourn, we allow God to comfort us. We can't heal our wounds. We can't, but God can. Isaiah 61, God heals the brokenhearted. Because beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. And sometimes the best response to struggle and grief is to allow yourself to cry. John Eldridge said this, a wound that goes unacknowledged and unwept is a wound that cannot heal. I encourage you to let the tears flow. I have, and you can too, because the more you grieve, the faster you heal. John eleven thirty five to 36, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved Helen. Jesus weeps with us today. He sorrows with us today. We're not alone in our grief. Number two, you need to have a mystery box. You've heard me talk about this before. But in times of tragedy like this, there's a lot of questions. People ask questions. How could this happen? Why Helen? Why my friend? Why my daughter? Why my wife? All those questions come. And it's important to be honest. We, we, it's okay to ask questions. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Read it through scriptures. David asked question after question. God can handle your questions. He can handle your anger. He can handle your upset. He can handle your disillusion. He can handle it all. But just talk to him. Please ask him. So we need to be honest. But we can sometimes attempt to give explanations to ease the pain. And we end up creating more pain. Don't try and explain it. Bill Johnson said this. We try to give explanations when God is giving none. There is no explanation here. No, no, no explanation that is satisfactory. So let's not try and make one. Some questions will not be answered this side of heaven. That's just a fact. We've got to live with it. So trusting God in mystery, they say, is the highest form of faith. Can you trust them in this mystery? Yes, you can. By the power of the Holy Spirit. God can help you to trust him in this ministry. So what some of you need to do right now is put this event into a mystery box and say, God, I don't understand. I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm whatever. I'm crying, I'm broken. God, I don't understand, but I do put this in this mystery box. Uh, and I know, God, I know that you are good. I know that you are, can be trusted. I know that you are faithful. God, I will continue to love and trust and serve you for the rest of my days because I know one day you will explain all of this to me. Yeah. Friends, we must, we must not you must not allow this to paralyze your faith in any way, shape, or form. This cannot take you backwards. It must propel you forward. If, you, if it paralyzes your faith, friends, the devil and the hordes of hell are going to rejoice and say that's exactly what we wanted. But God's going to turn it for good. And he's going to cause us to move forward and not backwards. Spurgeon said this, when you cannot trace, trace his hand, we must trust his heart. 
We can't trust God's hand in this. Don't try to. But please, trust his heart. God is good all the time, without fail. He can never, God cannot be otherwise. Number three, contend for your faith. 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Helen fought the good fight to the end. She overcame many battles. Don't make no mistake, friends. We all have battles. She had some. We are in a fight. And the greatest victory the enemy wants is to rob you of your faith or to diminish your faith so you drift from God. Please, please, please do not give him that pleasure. That would upset Helen so much. It's become stronger in our faith with God's help. Luke twenty two thirty two. I've prayed for you. This is Jesus, that your faith should not fail. When you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Jesus is praying for you. Said it before, I'm gonna say it again. God has matched you for this season. God has matched Church Unlimited for this season. We're not facing this by chance, that we're just unlucky. No, no, God has put in us everything we need. He's put in you everything you need to get through this situation and come out stronger and come out closer to God, come out with more fire and passion for Jesus than ever before. He's put in Church Unlimited everything we need to process through this, and we will process it. We will process it for Helen, for God's sake, but also for Helen's sake. Last thing she would want is for us to go backwards. We will go forwards. Number four is go deeper in God. Helen faced her own trials. Her response was always to press into God and to get closer to him. Can I encourage you? Make that decision today. It's decision time. Get closer to God. Go deeper into him. You can do that and God can help you. And sometimes, you know, grief opens up our hearts, doesn't it? We're more sensitive. We're more aware of things and we can allow ourselves to go into a deeper and closer walk with God. One thing Tim kept saying to me, and he told Adrian and myself yesterday, he said, uh, I'll get through this because my roots go down deep in God. And he said, that's the reason he will get through. And friends, you and I can get through as well. And as we let our deep roots go deeper in God today, when we face trials in the coming years, months, we'll have the strength to get through this. Number five, put your whole trust in God. Proverbs 3, verse five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Some say the middle of verse of the Bible is Psalm 118, verse eight. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. I think it was Joel who said to me, Find your peace in Jesus, not in an explanation. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. My prayer for all of us today is this. Romans 15 verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May God fill you, each and every one of you, with hope. May the God of hope fill you with joy, not just a little, but it overflows by the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me, please?
I want to take the next few minutes we've got left together. Firstly, for a response. I'm not going to have an altar call. But a response in your heart. Don't let this moment pass, please. I won't. I'm making some responses. So I'm preaching to myself this morning as much as I'm speaking to you. First one I want you to respond is this. To understand that Helen died with no regrets. She loved God. She served with passion. She lived right to her last breath. She was ready to meet her maker. We need to live each day as if it's our last. Here's my question for you and for me. Am I ready to meet my maker today? Are you ready to meet your maker today and have no regrets? I want you to think about that. Are you living for God as you know He wants you to? Are your relationships all in order? Is there anything, you know, there's a scripture that says, set your house in order. Prepare to meet your God. It's in the scripture. It's Bible, friends. This is a unique moment, a unique moment that may never come again for many of us. To say, okay, God, I'm going to put some things in place today and in the coming days so I can say I'm ready. I'll have no regrets. When I look you face to face, please take that thought away with you. Consider it. Take some time. Reflect on it. Get alone with God. Talk to Him. Number two, how can you honour Helen with your life? What would she say to you? Which one of the mantles will you pick up? A love for God, love for people, believing in people. A heart for the next generation, for prayer, for revival. What, which, can you maybe take one of those as your legacy in remembering Helen and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to remember Helen. This is, what I'm going to, this is how I'm going to honour Helen. Friends, this, the price paid here is immense. We want to respond well. Third question is, what legacy do you want to leave? What do you want people to say about you when you pass? It's, some people say you should sit down, write it down, so that when you pass, people, this is what people actually say about you. What do you want them to say? What do I want them to say about me? And the last thing is we can all make a fresh surrender to God. Just bow your heads in prayer for a moment. The people here, online, in-house, you don't know Jesus. You don't have a relationship with Him. If Helen could stand here one last time, I know she would plead with you. She would beg with you. She would urge you, encourage you and say, make your peace with God. Give your heart to Jesus. Have your name written in heaven so you know where you'll spend eternity. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, He sent His only Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. 
you don't know Jesus today, you don't have a relationship with Him, then I want to lead you in a very simple prayer. Or maybe you're away from God, you're backslidden, and you, you know you need to come back. Maybe that's your decision. I mean, Helen would say to you, you know, make your peace with God. She'd get, say, get right with God. She, she'd plead with you, she'd beg with you. And I'm doing that today on her behalf. And of course, as we give our lives to Jesus, we get right with God. We know we will meet Helen once again and celebrate together. If that is you today, in-house, online, other rooms, and you don't know Jesus, and you know you need to get your life right with God, if that is you, I want you to do something. I can't see everybody, but I can see in the house here. If that is you, would you please, you're ready to get right with God, to be saved. Would you just raise your hand right now, please? Just hold it up for a few moments. I'll see it, I'll acknowledge it, and then we're going to pray a very simple prayer together. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. God's not giving you a spirit of fear. You know if you're saved, you know if you're right with God, you know if you're not. But if you need to make this decision, would you please right now, just I'm going to give five more seconds, just raise your hand, and we're going to pray. I'm sure there'll be people online, in other rooms, wherever they might be, that have raised their hand. So I'm going to lead us all in a prayer together. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me. You died on the cross just for me. I confess my sins and I ask you to forgive me. Now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. It's the best decision you'll ever make. We'd love to help you on this new journey of faith. So please do contact the, the Church Unlimited office and we'll be touch, in touch with you. I'm just going to close out uh, in a word of prayer. But can I just say thank you so much, so, so much for coming out today. Can I encourage you to if you can, take time to re-listen to this because I, I just believe it's a time for decisions. It's time to honour the legacy that Helen leaves us. The price paid is immense. And we've got to maximise it to the fullest as God would want us to do. Father, we thank you for your presence here with us. We thank you for Helen. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for her handprint all over this place and all over our lives. Thank you that she's safe in your hands. Continue to pray for all the family, Tim, Mum, and all the others, that you will comfort and strengthen them. And Lord, that you would comfort and strengthen each and every one of us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all. Thank you so much for coming out today and uh, look forward to seeing you again next Sunday. When you come, why don't you invite someone and bring them along to join with us. God bless. Take care. Love you all.